The DNVR Rockies podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Fellas, it's 2021. You don't want to be the last one not Manscaped. It's just better for you. Better for how you feel. Better for how you smell. Better for whoever's feeling and smelling you. So make sure that you get Manscaped today and you use the promo code DNVR to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25 because when you do that, well, you'll save 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lines. We're hoping that Michaela Perkins can get her Wi-Fi situation figured out. If not, that's all right, because she's still going to be a part of your main course today, which is, of course, our conversation with Colorado Rockies starting pitcher John Gray. He was absolutely fantastic. Can't wait to get to that for all of you guys talking video games and zombies and hair along with pitching and hitting and everything that goes on on the baseball diamond. But first, Patrick, clean sweep for the Colorado Rockies at the hands of the St. Louis Cardinals, who are just the better baseball team all weekend. Kind of made it exciting there at the end. Almost stole that last one. Almost turned a a really great day for Adam Wainwright into a a sour ending, but uh, still... It ended up going that way. What a performance from an all-time pitcher as well. It was. I think his 11th career. Uh, well, it wasn't a complete game shot. It, it, it would it have been. that close. See, so. I'm already just anticipating this is what's going to happen. But, yeah, he was close. He's been dominant his entire career against the Rockies. I think he may have a sub-1 ERA uh, in St. Louis against the Rockies. So was was dominant. Wanted to get that final out. I mean, manager Mike Schilt even went out to the mound there in the ninth after uh, McMahon had singled, and it was still, no, let Wayno go out, finish this bad boy. Uh, And yet, you know, the Rockies uh, played the spoiler uh, in a a sense, right? They didn't get coming away with the win, but, um, you know, for better or worse, that is a lot of what this season is going to be about, in addition to all the fun and and the different highlights and and great stories that we've been seeing. We'll, We'll get to a little with Connor Joe and, yeah. Um, there'll be more guys, you know, more updates on Kyle Freeland and Brendan Rogers. That's been exciting. Uh, new guys in the front office with Greg Fiesel and, uh, and, and Bill Schmidt. So it, there's, there's new guys. It, this is a new era for the Rockies. And yeah, this weekend was definitely, you know, somewhat of a, of a letdown. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't this thing of Nolan and his new teammates just demolishing. I mean, it sucked, but yeah. it wasn't a, it wasn't a complete in total utter beatdown. It was just a, uh, all right, yeah, you hit us, and we're gonna come back for four in Colorado, and you know, maybe maybe, maybe they'll sneak a couple a wins in. Maybe giant some a little bit, you know. Maybe yeah. giant no, some. I, I agree with you. We'll we'll jump into this a little bit more again after the John Gray interview in a bit, but uh, I, I do think that as much as you know, you kind of look at the stat lines, and go, well, the the Cardinals pretty well dominated them in that one. I actually think that. It was a closer series than it might have appeared there. I think for most of the the games, the Rockies actually 
played well. Like I said, the Cardinals are just the better team, and that's, you know, the, the way it happened. Jack Flaherty and Adam Wainwright really gave them two fantastic uh, outings from their, their starting pitching standpoint. The Rockies starting pitching, other than the guy we're about to hear from in a few minutes, has been a lot shakier this year than than we were anticipating, and, and then they've been for the last couple of years, and so we can talk more about that as well. But last thing before we get to John, I want to throw this at you. I don't know how much research you've done, how much you've looked into this. I assume some over the year. I know that you've never, I know you haven't spent 0% of time on Adam Wainwright's baseball reference page, but Hall of Famer? Maybe. Without looking at the stats, yeah. He's, yeah. he's a made, look, I don't Tell me in the, in the chat, just without looking at his stats, if you haven't looked at and make sure you're joining us for these live YouTubes. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer. Yes. You know why? Yeah. why? Because you kept, you kept saying stats. Look at his stats. Well, stats. Yeah. And we are no longer in yeah. a world in which pitcher stats mean that much. Right? And again, you're, I, I'm, not, not I'm not calling you out, ones, but right? yeah, no, I'm right. just saying like, we don't have that. Like what are the three, how, 300 game winners on a thing. Never. Is that, yeah. Right. If you win 200 games, you might be a hall of famer. Now that right. is how, that is how far the bar has totally swung. It went from when we were young, 300 and now half or a, a somewhat of, half of a generation later, 200 wins. So yeah. you know what, if, if you just go by that, by feel, I would say yes. Not a first bout guy, but a guy that was, again, when you compare him with so many others from his era, was always amongst the top guys, uh, was one of the leaders of the St. Louis Cardinals pitching staff that went to the postseason virtually every single year. Even when the Cubs were putting together a dynasty, the cards were there. So you know what? Yes. But you know what? We, we, should, we do need to dig into the stats, though, a little, too. That'll make us feel better about it or – It'll it'll create an argument against to a degree as well. It's gonna he's gonna be a very interesting test case. I just took a quick look and I'll throw a few at you since I do have the baseball reference page open. 168 wins, uh 169 now. <laughs> wow, that's so low. 169 and 101 for his career. A career 340 ERA. A career 118 ERA plus. Now that has been drug down over the last several years where he hasn't quite been the pitcher that he used to be in his kind of 35 and plus seasons. A um, few other things that I know are, are always of interest. Never won the Cy Young Award, but did come in third in 2009, second in 2010, then second again in 2013, and third again in 2014. So that's four top five finishes for Cy Young, but never won the thing. He also got some MVP awards uh, uh, votes in 2010, 2013 and 2014. He never led the league in any significant category strikeouts. Uh, I guess wins a couple of times with 19 in 2009 and 2013, but never ERA or strikeouts or any of those things. Hits a couple of times, earned runs in 2016. Thanks, but uh, yeah, innings pitched and batters faced a couple of times. So uh, 2009 might have been his best all around season in terms of that. And then the big one, if you're looking just at the the career war, 36.5. But eh. that's all without getting to what you talked about, which is the postseason right. and right. all, all of that. So it does have one World Series ring. Actually, I think he probably has two. He was just, I think he was injured. I think he, he was going through, uh, yeah. he was recovering from Tommy John surgery when they won that second one. But yeah, his, his ERA in the postseason, 
uh, 15 different series, 2.89. Wow. That's yeah. 18.4 uh, wins probability added. So that's a, that's that's when you want to add some wins uh, is in the postseason. And that yeah. could be enough. He's always been in good standing. And, you know, again, had had those uh, injuries that, you know, prevented him from com- compiling, you know, maybe 200 wins. But I think it's just we, we live in a new era now where – those statistics for pitchers just are going to be few and far between guys who are actually going to be able to do that. So, you know what, give them a pass on that. And, and the gut just says, yes, not first ballot. Cause I think that's normally when we answer that question, you you're, you're saying first ballot guy. Yes. But then there's those guys that are in between like Billy Wagner, is he a hall of famer? You know, at the end of his career, I think most people probably would have said yes. And now he's been on the ballot a few times and you go, well, he wasn't that great. Well, he, he actually was during that era. Yeah. He should be in. So you know what? Yes, put me down for a yes. Put me down for one like Adam Wainwright statue in Cooperstown. I'm gonna yeah, I I'm we're gonna have to you're gonna you're gonna tease this. You're gonna hold your opinion because you know what? You might actually get to vote on this one day. So that's gonna be your tease. Close, yeah. If if sticking around for this John Gray interview, which was <laughs> so much fun, one of the highlights uh, of my tenure here with DNVR. Uh, if that's not enough just to just to have you stick around is is the John Gray interview, you're gonna get a potential future Adam Wainwright voters pick in 2021. It, it could change too. We won't hold you to it, don't worry. I mean, you know, gotta study the case, you know, gotta put in the time, gotta put in the <laughs> but uh, it's yeah, it's a fascinating case, and it's why I brought it up because yeah, he's he's had such a great career and he's been such a fixture in the game for feels like the entire time you and I have really been, you know paying close attention to what Adam Wainwright's always been there. So another stellar performance from him today. Tough series for the Rockies. Uh, we won't hold it for uh, for much longer. We won't, we won't have much further ado, as they say. I will toast. You, you just have to do it. You toast your Breck brew on the day to the Cardinals and to Nolan Arenado for hitting the home run. And and well done, everybody. They, they, they got you. And, and like Patrick said, we'll see what happens back in Denver. But you know, We'll, we'll get right to the John Gray interview, but you get a bigger DNVR beer, well, DNVR beer, Breck beer at the DNVR bar. Uh, hopefully they'll make us one, one day. We sell enough of these Breck brews, they will make us a DNVR beer. So you got to make sure and get out there and buy them. And you got to become a member of the family. I, I want them to make one of these Nalgene bottles and fill it up when you right? go to the bar. You can put your cap on and take it with you when you go to the bathroom. I want... We're going to get there eventually. I think the, the days of the DNVR where having like a 32-ouncer, it's coming. Members it's coming. only, of course. Members of only. Course. One of the many benefits that you get for being a member of the DNVR.com, you get access to all the written content. You get discounts on Hats, Turfs, Masks, again, the bigger beer at the DNVR bar. And if you order the annual right now, you get a free shirt from the DNVR locker and you get a free holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. Check them out, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K, wellness.com. And after you've gotten that free holistic stick, 10 grams of CBD, then you can use promo code DNVR30 to get 30% off any future purchases. One other one before we get to this John Gray interview. I know it's going to put a big old smile on your face. And if you want the biggest, bestest, brightest, most beautifulest smile you can possibly have, you got to check out our friends at Green Mountain Dental. Located just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver over there in Lakewood. They're the best damn family dentist anywhere in the Denver metro area. They treat you like family. They're huge sports fans so they can put you at ease, talk to you about the things that you care about because they care about them too. 
longtime DNVR partners. They'll hook you up with a free Sinicare toothbrush when you schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam today. There's no better place to go if you need some dental work done. So check them out at Green Mountain Dental Group today. All right, folks. I think without further ado, we're just going to go ahead and have to play this thing for you. Here is our conversation with John Gray. Oh, sure. Press the wrong button. Here it is now. All right. Joining us now for uh, uh, what should be a whole lot of fun, talking a little baseball, playing a little star bench cut, talking some hair with a man who's got a great head of hair, Colorado Rockies starting pitcher, John Gray. John, we appreciate you taking the time. We'll talk about your pitching in just a second, but let's not bury the lead. You're out there swinging a hot stick, and you're, you're, you're bringing RBI, RBI machine, John Gray. How's that feel? It feels pretty nice, really. I mean, I feel like I was below average hitter the whole career, but it feels like this year feels good. I feel confident, late, and I kind of know what's going on. So it's a good thing. Were you surprised since last season you didn't get to bat? At all, like there was going to be some some late over effect from that. Right, I thought we were done. I thought it it was uh it was over for us pitchers hitting, but uh you know I it may be next year, it may be the year after, but we'll see. But um, until then, we're just going to keep hacking. Are you pro DH then or anti DH? Yeah. Uh, I, li I love the see I don't know I don't know <laughs> you know what which however, however way they want it I'll show up and play and will there be a part of you that that misses it you, you recall uh we, we had it written down in 2017 off of Scott Feldman I don't know if you remember that moment going uh <laughs> going way yard are you gonna miss it if it goes yeah I'm gonna miss that part of it but um but yeah I you know, it's 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 a weird thing to me. I've kind of switched over back and forth on it, but uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd say I'm neutral. Yeah, as, as far as that home run in, in Cincinnati in 2017, do you do you remember the details of that, or is that just one of those random random games? And you're like, oh yeah, I guess I did hit a home run. No, I remember. I remember some of it, and uh, I remember some of the guys coaching me before I went to the batter's box. They were telling me to just jump on the first one and be uncomfortably early. So I did that, and sure enough, connected well, and it happened. First pitch swinging for your last RBI just a couple of days ago, too, helping the team out. I loved that. Yeah, that yeah, awesome. I can see that. Uh, of course, out on the mound, John, uh, having a nice year. What's working for you, just generally speaking, uh, out on the mound? Um, I think just having a good mix, not, not resorting to one or two pitches has been great. Um yeah, I can definitely tell when hitters are looking for something. And uh, this year, it seems like they're not really locked in on anything or any area. So I think that's been really good for us. But other than that, it's just attacking the zone and uh, not walking guys. Yeah, I know having a, a good pitch mix is is crucial for success. What does that look like game to game? Is it based 
based on, again, a little bit of, of who you're going against, you know, what worked in your last start? What is the typical thought process when you look ahead to your next start? Uh, yeah, like we always get a good game plan going forward. We kind of know what we want to throw each guy in the lineup, but uh, some of that can change during the game. Uh, if, we're, if if one pitch is really working one day, I mean, we'll throttle that pitch and uh, we'll use we'll use the heck out of it. But um, yeah, it, it kind of, I guess we have a set way at the beginning, but it kind of changes as the game goes on. Uh, as far as, you, you know, <laughs> we, we got a few notes in here. Guys are pulling the ball a little more against you. One of the things you've talked about too is your velocity. You know, I, I remember watching you pitch in Grand Junction when touching triple digits was kind of a regularity for you now. Uh, but now it's it's been much more about command, you know, sitting 94, 95, but being really effective with that stuff. How has that kind of over the years changed and, and evolved for you? Oh, it's it's yeah, it's been a, a big journey. But um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think I've, I've been able to use 94, 95 uh, really well. And I could when I guess when when you're throwing at like those speeds, you're not really throwing 100 every single time. It's a lot easier to control. It's a lot easier to hit your spot, and you kind of go along with that game pl game plan better. And uh, like it's yeah, 95 is plenty fast if you can use it right. And uh, it, it just seems a lot easier to make the right pitch rather than just reach back and throw hard and pretend I'm going to be healthy all year. You know. All right. So uh, going into the clubhouse now, for the people who don't know, whose idea was the MVP chain? We got to talk about that because that is probably one of my favorite things so far this season. Just watching you guys have fun and then getting that MVP chain at the end of the game is just so fun. Yeah, yeah, I love that part of it. Uh, I don't know who's responsible for for uh, bringing that on, but it's it stuck since day one, and it's probably going to be a thing for a while. So, um, yeah, we need to keep it around because it is pretty fun and. We need to like wear the chain the whole day though. I need to like wear it on the plane yes. everywhere in the hotel. Yeah, we'll just keep it on like a like a cartoon character's clothes. Same thing every time. <laughs> there's uh there's quite a few new additions to your roster this year. You know, how are some of those young guys fitting in? Um, you know, when you see Dom Nunez hit a grand slam, is that exciting for everyone in the clubhouse when those young guys show up in a big way? Yeah, it is. It is. It's really cool to see them kind of uh I guess use their strengths and kind of play it like the Play to, to be the player they are. I mean, like they're here for a reason. They're really, really good. Uh, uh, but uh, it's 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 just really cool to see him do it on a major league level. And yep. I've played with like guys like Dom for a long time. We were in Grand Junction together. Uh, it's it's been really cool to see that kind of He's process. Baseman back then. Yeah, and now he I'm <laughs> like a great major league catcher. So it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, well, you're one of the you're one of the veteran guys on on the roster at this point. Is it weird seeing so many of these young guys in the clubhouse? And does it make you think about when you were that age and like, shoot, was was I like that too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It, yeah, it can get kind of weird, like thinking of it like that because it, it you know it was only five years ago I was the same person. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a little strange, but uh, but yeah, I guess I'm starting to feel old. <laughs> <laughs> So Elise Diaz posted a Instagram story of you guys out to dinner last night. And he said something about whoever sits in the middle has to pay for the bill. Is that kind of the status quo when you guys go out to dinner or do you more like a credit card roulette? How do you guys kind of figure that out? Uh, that was the first time I had heard that, the, the whole middle thing. But no, it was, uh, <laughs> it was decided I was going to, I got paid a little bit by everyone for a hitting competition for pitchers. 
And uh, I was going to take care of the bill for the dinner. And uh, that's kind of what we're going to do from here on out. And it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. uh, fantastic stuff. All right. I think that's good to move us into our game of start bench cut. Oh, where I've, I've got the graphic here. We can't, can't not have the graphic. Oh, where did it go, Patrick? I had it in front. Always on top of it. Appreciate you. All right. Real easy game. Basically, your first, second, and third favorites of things. Mac, why don't you get us started with the on the baseball diamond one? Yes. Okay. So when you're out there on the mound, do you, what's your favorite? Swing and a miss, a called strike, or inducing a double play of those three? My favorite's going to have to be getting a double play. Okay. Uh, yeah. Really? Um, number two, I'm going to have to go with uh, swing strike. And uh, called strike is my last one. All right. Mm. We love that. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> it's not, actually. I really thought the double play would come in third because, you know, pitchers, you know, you don't like when they get contact. But there's something, I don't know, re just rewarding about that double play. Two outs on one pitch. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two birds with one stone. We love that. It's <laughs> efficient. You're right. All right. I've got a video game one for you. I know you and I are both video game guys. So start bench cut. You've got role playing games, shooters, and sports games. Mm. Oh, man. This is an easy one for me. I'm going to have to cut sports games out. I don't like sports games. Ooh. I don't like, I don't like, well, I don't really like watching sports, to be honest. But <laughs> just playing. I love to play. But, um, uh, Shooters are going to have to bench shooters, and then role-playing games is my favorite. I, I'm still a huge fan of Elder Scrolls and all that stuff. And, yeah, I'm, it gets super nerdy stuff and Dungeon Runners. I love it. All right. Fantastic. Awesome. All right, you're out on the golf course, and you have to pick a teammate. Are you start, bench, or cut Trevor Story, Kyle Freeland, or Ryan McMahon? Oh, dang. Oh. <laughs> this is the hardest one so far. Yeah, this is the guys, golfers. Those guys all three can kick my butt in golf, but um, – <laughs> I'm gonna have to, I, you know, Max really good. I'm, I'm gonna have to say that Trevor and, and Free are a little bit better. I'm gonna have to start Free. I'm gonna bench Trevor and cut Max. Sorry, Max. Oh, <laughs> ooh, brutal. We will make sure that gets back to all three of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. I also know you're a big uh, uh, ghost guy, ghost hunter. You get into those kinds of things. So we've got this one may also be easy for you, but for monsters, monster movies, monster games, whatever it is, ghosts, zombies, and vampires. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with zombies first. Um, oh, shock me on this one. I thought yeah. ghosts starting. I know. I'd go, I'll put ghosts at number two. Yeah. Do you have the a favorite zombie movie? Yeah, you have a favorite but, uh, zombie movie or zombie game? Um, I always enjoyed playing like Dead Rising and, and games like that. But I, I was a, I watched The Walking Dead for like the first eight seasons, like hardcore, and uh, I think eight, six to eight, something like that. But yeah, and I kind of just fell off. But uh, yeah, I love zombie stuff. It's good. All right, you're you you've got great hair. You got a great hair game, and some of your teammates do as well. Start bench cut teammates hair. Ryan Altapia. Charlie Blackman and Jonathan Daza. Oh man! Before you answer, before you answer, I have to say, 
Drew and Patrick are both team Rymel and I'm team Charlie all the way. There's nothing more majestical than a mullet beard situation. So you're going to have to have to weigh in on this for us. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Charlie, Charlie's hair is my favorite. I'm starting Charlie's yes. hair. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. It just goes well with Oklahoma and everything else. I like. So, uh, yeah, it's the, the beard and the mullet combo. It wouldn't be can't have one without the other like it, it goes That's however tapia awesome hair man his, his hair just gets better every year and <laughs> so is this playing but uh i think it's connected somehow i think like the more wild his hair gets like the more caliber player he gets and it's just really fun to watch daza daza has great hair too but i mean just compared to chuck and 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 Taps, tough competition uh, it's tough yeah tough. sorry bud John Gray, the voice of reason. Thank you for being on yeah, my side right. because I they, I thought they thought I was crazy. It was like, there's no way Charlie's just got Charlie's great. Yeah. No, I wish I yeah I wish I had Charlie's hair. Awesome. Who who's <laughs> got who's got good hair game that we got to keep our eye out for? Like who's the who's the next guy that's going to be in the conversation? Do you think? Ooh, that's that's I know I know. Mac, I feel like Mac is going to come out with something crazy. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Because sometimes uh, it can come from nowhere. You know, you maybe wouldn't have thought that this guy. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, is that, wait, is that right, Mac? No, this here is uh, young oh, John. Is that Grant, look John? at him. You haven't seen yeah. that smooth face. Oh, my gosh. You look so different. I know. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Drew, Drew's going to embarrass you now with some baby photos. That's uh, right. The, the <laughs> final part of our show is basically now you've, you've got to grade your own looks for us here. That That's taken us back in time. But let's okay. go to the, the polar opposite of that. Um, this is what I like to call the dungeon master about <laughs> to head off to Morrowind, grab his axe and go on an, an adventure look. This is the John Gray. A plus look in my book. Absolutely, man. That's straight wild man right there. That, I, yeah, that's like Happy Gilmore's caddy look, you know. Oh yes, <laughs> taking, yes. A, taking a bath in the, in the pond, just crawling through, just looking for the golf ball. Yeah, I love I love the ruggedness though. It was, it was great. Uh, now a, li a little less wild. You smooth it up on the sides. You still have the long ones here. Go to the bottom. That's a solid look. Yeah. Uh, man, I kind of regret that one though. <laughs> was there an inspiration for it, or you're just like, let's just try something different? Let's just try something different and just yeah. go with whatever happens. Yeah, and it happened. I don't know if I'm asking <laughs> for it, but it happened. And it happened. Yeah. This one's pretty close to to current, right? Right. What do What do we call this look? Is this a faux hawk, or is that a different? Is that a great a wolf hawk? I think that's a wolf. Oh, hawk. mohawk. The flow hawk. It's a little bit, a little bit of flow, but it's a hot. So, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Like you were saying with Charlie earlier, the beard combination. I gotta say, yeah, top notch there. <laughs> uh, this was right after you cut it, right? So this is I could uh, almost buy home insurance from this guy. Like, <laughs> right, right, yeah, you're right about that. That's a lot, lot cleaner of a look. Be nice, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, what's that? As you say, you, you, you might even also be able to like re repair vintage furniture uh, on HGTV. Yeah, or like that. right. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that guy knows a little bit of like some weird music too from like the 80s, 70s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy's like handing you a mixtape. You you got to hear for sure. sure. Now this one's a, a a similar look, but this is almost as much about the hair as it is 
the look? Is this is an umpire doing something weird? Is uh, you're looking at the other lineup? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That looks pretty scary. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking there. I think I'm definitely checking something out. Uh, probably umpire. Probably looking. Probably yeah, watching the zone. Something. It looked like an umpire look. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I think that's all. Well, and then I was going to end on this one as we saw before. Yeah, smooth, smooth face. Been a long time. Will we ever see totally smooth face and and short hair John Gray again? Uh, unfortunately, probably not. Probably not. Um, Good. I, th- I think the reason why that happened too is because in high school we had the the clean cut rule, so it had to be like around our ears. You know, like can't touch the collar. And so, like, when I got out of that, I really wanted to, like, grow my hair out. See, I think beards and baseball are just, like, so synonymous. I hate the Yankees clean-cut rule. I it, It's so, so outdated. Get rid of it. I think beards and baseball are just, like, perfection. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't, yeah I'm not, not a big fan of the Yankee thing. Do you have a favorite beard in baseball? We'll wrap up on this one. Other than your own and Charlie's. Well, let's go outside the Rockies. Is there a, a beard you admire? Yeah, Michaela, don't say there, Archie Bradley. There's there's some great ones. Uh, no, I know. I, I'm not going to say Archie Bradley. Um, uh, he kind of like, I don't know if he was like one of the first to do it, but Brian Wilson had a really good beard back in the day. Yes. Yes. Just for men. The thing was like square and thick. It was nice. Yes. I got it. <laughs> Excellent callback. All right, John. Very good. Man, we really appreciate you taking the time. This was a lot of fun. Uh, keep doing your thing out there on the mound and at the plate this year and upstairs yeah. with the Flowhawk. That's right, man. Thank you going. <laughs> All right. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Well, how much fun was that? Uh, I, I appreciated that John was able to improve our flow vocabulary. <laughs> with the word flow hawk there. I feel like I, I've heard that out there somewhere, but I didn't know exactly that was his current hairdo. Flow hawk. Flow Let me oh, tell you, I was going to say, let me tell you my favorite part of that, but I had like, I could do a top 10 of my favorite parts of that whole thing. But I do think, honest to God, my favorite part of that whole thing was um, when I asked him the start bench cut on the zombies and ghosts and vampires, that was like as serious as he got. Oh, for just a second, he he goes and, and go back and watch it. He goes, okay. Like as soon as he rubbed his hands off, together, he, goes, he gave it one of these. Like he got very like deep breath. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got to think about this ghost zombies vampire situation. I like I like the fact that you snuck in an Archie Bradley comment in there. On, I, did, I did. I was like, what? Whoa! Yeah. I'd forgotten about that. I had I guess blocked that out um, yeah. for, for whatever reason when we first yeah. did it and going back and watching it. Oh, was by great. The way. Your Elder Scrolls references really got him going. That was very when, you, when you know a thing. And and just for reference, in case for some of you who are Michaela's age and you weren't entirely sure who Brian Wilson is, this is this is what John was. That is the about. worst photo I've ever seen of him. Where I know, did you right? even find I, it? I got the, the worst one I could find. That is really bad. I've did never seen, seen that specific. There's a one. whole like page here's here's a better representation this is the brian wilson beard i mean all there. of them are really bad but like that one's like it's rounded like you don't see rounded beards like i'd rather they be frayed ends just kind of flowing out none of these looks a lot of just for them 
That's not a and yeah. for for even older folks like Eric Weedham, uh, Brian <laughs> Wilson was the uh, lead singer of the Beach Boys. <laughs> Beach Boys, Different Brian yeah. Wilson. I uh, actually always used to think about that. Every time he would come to the mound, I would just. I'm sure they did that. I'm sure. I'm when he was sure. in LA, they played that in San Francisco. When he was in San Francisco at Dodger Stadium, they, they must have played something like exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, but yes, indeed. Thanks again, of course, to John Gray in the midst of having a fantastic season. Uh, last I saw, he was at, a, I think, a 148 ERA plus on the year, sitting in the low threes with the ERA, uh, winning the majority of his games. Every time he goes out there, he's given the Rockies a chance to win. And, you know, as we were saying with everybody else in the Rockies rotation so far this season, even a guy like Herman Marquez who went today and was better, um, it's been kind of flip a coin. You're not sure what version of, of Herman Marquez you're going to get today. And and we still haven't seen good dominant Herman Marquez yet. We've seen guy who can battle through it and guy who can't. And today it was guy who battled through it enough to give his team a chance to win, but still some issues locating that fastball, doing the thing. And, um, you know, you could you could tell John was in a good mood as a guy who's not searching for his command and location. Like, <laughs> yeah, let, let us know who you want us to to talk with next right. for our little uh, fifteen uh, seconds of fame, fifteen minutes of fame. So there to you speak. go. He's now he's definitely famous because he's yeah. been on the DNVR Rockies podcast. Yeah. But I like how, how, what you said about Marquez there because Gray has been that constant. He's been consistent, and he, he's giving you the same thing every time out. And, you know, is that a maturity thing? Because he's almost prefers to be sitting at about 94 versus 96, right? He's able, able to spot his pitches a little bit better. His pitch mix is just better overall. And it's probably easier on his body, too, um, to, to be throwing it like the, the way he's been. And, you know, Marquez, you know, we've, we've seen him be dominant. We saw Gray dominant early on in his career. And now, uh, you know, we haven't seen necessarily John be dominant this year. Who cares? Like you don't you don't have to be dominant to actually have the results of a dominant frontline starting pitcher. And I think Herman's probably learning those things a little bit right now and and figuring that out and getting some of that maturity. I know it was I think it might have been 2019 as opposed to last year. But you know, we watching the game and 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 texting back and forth with you about hey, Buddy's gonna keep him in there. He's got to get out of his own mess and not just think like. He just wasn't competitive, you know. Marquez right. was not competitive right. that day and got shellac. And it's like, yeah, it's going to mess up your ERA and all that. And, and and players don't really look at those things all that much. But look, you got to finish what you've started, relatively speaking. Finish the inning. Um, get out of that jam. Get out of that pickle. No one's just going to save you by going to the bullpen. And so, you know, Marquez is is kind of you know and uh, trying to improve in that that maturity level yeah. a little bit. And, and hopefully, he can pick some of that up off of of John, who's Again, just having fun this season, doing his thing, uh, taking it a little bit easier. His his approach, I think, has been a little bit better. Um, and that's not to say that Marquez has had a bad approach, but the approach he's had, maybe he wants to dominate. And it's like, you know what? Just just do your thing. Settle in. Don't put the cart before the horse. You got to just take those steps. I can remember when Nolan a couple years ago said, I'm going to lose a bunch of baby fat. Uh, I need to take the next step so I can have the longevity in my career, right. especially if I'm going to stay in Colorado. 
Um, you know what happened after that, but ultimately like, look, I got to be a superstar first and just do my thing as an athlete. And then I'll, I'll do the next step in the next stage. And maybe Marquez is, is trying to jump to that next stage of being an ace and being, you know, Ubaldo Jimenez in 2010 before he's ready yet. And, and maybe it's just not going to happen on his terms. He's just got to sit back and be himself because he is, um, you know, he's, he is the best pitcher in this rotation. He's not pitching like it. But he he does have the most potential, the best upside of right. any Rocky starter. And it's yeah, it really is about finding the balance. You know, they're they're in between some of the questions, and we're always going to have fun with these guys when we come on, especially this year. Uh, you know, and asking them about video games and zombies and hair and stuff. But um, and and we did well, the innocent. You'll you'll have to go back in here because I thought his answer about the universal DH was really interesting, and you could see him really just kind of trying to say, look, man, they're going to, they're going to do what they're going to do. And I'm going to, I'm going to go with it. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, also inside of the hair conversation, maybe a hint at one team he won't be signing with in free agency. Didn't mm. seem too keen on that whole Yankee uh, rule, but, but I think you're right. It, you know, for, for the hardcore baseball heads among you, the, the seam heads, as it were, um, that comment about because he did he used to sit on like 98 99 he could touch triple digits with some regularity he was a fastball slider guy he really hadn't developed his other pitches much he was a max effort guy um and he's changed and developed over the years and he's as effective and efficient right now as he's ever been sitting 94 95 than he was at 97 98 and he, and he talked about that and why. And, and I think that you're absolutely right that that is a lesson that Herman Marquez is going to have to learn a little bit because I think you can see him out there a little bit going like, well, I'll just throw the most wicked slider or the most wicked curveball I can. And then he yanks that thing all the way across the zone. It's like, yeah, it moved a lot, <laughs> but it was never close to the strike zone. So, you know, I, I think we also – uh, not we, you and I, I think actually like to point this out a lot. I think the wider world likes that not likes to forget often forgets that Marquez is still only 26 years old, uh, still maturing as both a ball player and as a young man. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I he, think there's more room to, to grow there and we're oh, seeing sure. both sides of it. Right. And like you said, maybe he didn't have his best stuff today. And I, and I think because his, his previous start, uh, at, at home against the Giants was so bad, yeah. historically bad. And again, that, that can happen to a guy. Um, he probably had a much simpler approach of like, man, you know, I, I just need to have like a quality start. Like I'd kill for that. Like just to get back to that, just to yeah. really flush that out of my system. And you go, okay, that, you know, a simplified approach like that still ends up netting you six innings pitched one earned run, right? The, the Homer to Arenado, which I think was only his fourth this entire season. So Again, you put it in that perspective, yeah. pretty darn good. So, you know, he, he, he might just need to do that to a degree. And, and again, it's this is probably good, this competition, um, you know, and there's competition between guys on, on every team all the time. But right. Gray being so fantastic and him now, you know, we're, we're saying, hey, ace of the staff is, is John Gray. And it's supposed to be Herman Marquez. I mean, he started opening day, yet we're talking about Gray a little bit more and, you know, is Marquez again just just trying to do too much? And we know why. We know what he wants to do, and, and rightfully so. You or I would, in that same position, would go, no, 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 it's me. It's it's only me. And yeah. so he's got to figure that out and, right. and and do what 
do what needs to be done. So a definite step in the right direction for him, you know, um, two good innings from the bullpen, Robert Stevenson, uh, scoreless frame, Daniel Bard, cool, you know, got back on track and in a close game, uh, much like Friday night was somewhat close. Uh, another, another shutout. It's, uh, offense was, uh, scrapped a little bit this weekend. Yeah. Right? A four yeah, hit but- shutout on, on Friday night, three hit shutout. Um, today did get those eight runs. Uh, the Saturday game was the one. A couple Saturday of big rallies on one. Saturday. Yeah. A lot of so, excitement um, there. So let's talk uh, in just a second about a few of the things that did the, the a few of the very few things as, as we've been to a silver linings podcast coming up for you <laughs> on the other side of a couple of, but look at first you got to save money. This isn't even a, you, you want to save money. Everybody wants to save money. This isn't even a problem for you. This is a solution for you. Our friends at GABI.com. Gabby, stand for get a better insurance. GABI.com slash DNVR. It'll take you less than 10 minutes. No texts, no emails, no calls, no dollar out of your wallet, just more dollars in your wallet. Very, very easy. You're probably paying too much for your home and car insurance. I was spending over 480 bucks too much for the year just on car insurance. So stupid. So stupid. So dumb. But as dumb as that was, Drew, and again, I I was dumb. I was about 370. Yeah, 370. There was someone who's even dumber. The dumbest person. was 1.2 grand dumb. This is so. the second. This is our second time picking on Eric. Uh, I know, right? But, but this one, you know what? He's he's fine because you know what? You got to learn from your mistakes, make the world a better place, save our listeners some money, and so this one I think Eric's going to be okay with right. talking about his Gabby story and how much money he's not saving on insurance. That's right. So check them out again today at gabi.com/dnvr. It stands for Get a Better Insurance. You'll always remember it. Customers on average save nine hundred sixty-one dollars. Over the course of the year, it really is easy. It costs you nothing. You're just doing yourself a favor by taking the next 10 minutes on your phone or on your computer to go to gabi.com slash DNVR. Get all sorted out there. Done and uh, done. Save that money. That's right. Uh, and when you're saving that money, and I, I don't know what the promo code is, so I'm just going to have to help you out here and, and guess at stuff. But I do still have to give our friends at DraftKings one more plug for the week. We love them. We know we're plugging them all the time. We're always on there uh, checking stuff out pregame. You know, the over-unders for total runs scored. Strikeouts always fun. Who's going to hit a home run? Who's going to get a hit? Who's not going to get a hit? That can sometimes be an interesting line. Uh, Going at bat to at bat, just saying, you know, I think this is going to be the outcome here. Whether or not you end up on top and winning a bunch of money and, and having some fun because, well, winning money is obviously fun, or sometimes it just makes the stakes in the game that much more interesting kind of gets you on the front of your seat for an additional at bat or two throughout the game it can be a whole lot of fun highly recommend you check them out today download that top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now uh i don't know because the the promo code we've got it's the dnvr's one dollar uh into something it'll it'll be because the fight is over the canelo fight uh, by the way do you know what the results were uh I didn't, oh, did you get it though? Because Canelo Alvarez did win, Can- which won. he was a, he was a heavy favorite. Was I it said, in you know the what? eighth round? It was it was stopped between the eighth and the ninth round. So I, I don't know how that pays out, but it, it was right there. That was plus eleven hundred, I think. Damn. So again, another another reason to to be betting with DNVR. Going to DNVR bets. Those guys have been on a heater for a couple months now. We're we're. Giving you these these good yeah. uh, tips and tricks as well, and again, that's what it's about. Like these 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 long shot odds, they pay out so well, and they've been 
man, they've been coming up a lot more than you'd think. So again, use that promo code DNVR. Don't know exactly what the, the promo is right now, but you can check whatever the most recent, go on to YouTube and see whatever the most recent video is uh, on Monday from any of our DNVR channels. And it'll tell you what that promo is. So when placing that bet, uh, just put in the DNVR code. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And yes, the Wild, the Innocent, we do intend on on doing more of those. Uh, Having that be kind of a running series uh, throughout the year. We'll have a few more players on as guests hopefully you know some other people as well we'll we'll have media members on and you know we had katie Wu for a longer interview as well the other day but we'll we'll have different kinds of people in and out to do that should be fun throughout the season so yeah expect to see those and spread the word far and wide um all right patrick this is the silver linings part of the podcast which means we gotta do it chuck and tap Dude, Chuck, Chuck, the, the bat hit, is back. Chuck, yeah, and Tapia, they were the only two that were really hitting McMahon a little bit. He had three hits the series. Okay. A little bit. Nunez. Nunez had a big moment. Big moment, yes. Struggled, but again, big moment, which for a young guy, I mean, that's all you can ask for. Again, you're a catcher. Yeah. That's that's good to see. Yeah. Um, again, they 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 hung in there and in, in a close game, trying to have those moments. Connor Joe got called up, got called up. And now CJ Crone has been day to day, today, 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 today. 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 Um, And so we'll see what happens. I think maybe eventually we we could see him go on the IL because at this point now you can do it retroactively. And so really he, you know, he's only going on the IL for four days at this point. Right. I think Matt Adams has been 0 for 8. So while a small sample size, I think that experiment has maybe – you know, come come to it to an end, and and really, I think the Rockies would have liked to have called up uh, Connor Joe, and and we should just say Connor Joe. You have to Connor say Joe. his full name, Connor, Connor Joe. Joe. Yeah. When you're talking about Connor Joe, you have to say Connor Joe. I think that's right. Because Connor Joe deserves to be called Connor Joe, right. but he prob they probably would have preferred to to call him up, and I think you know, Buddy essentially even said that you know, Matt Adams, much more veteran, experienced guy. Uh, you know what? Give them the benefit of the doubt. Give him first uh, first crack at it. Uh, Joe's been up. He walked twice both games. So you love that discipline. There he is right in the middle of the order batting fifth. Yeah. But look, you're not giving me a pitch to hit. I'm I'm going to get on base. And so, you know, maybe maybe guys pitching around him a little bit to, to face Fuentes. Maybe. But you know what? Joe is not expanding the strike zone. And so you got to like that. So that's a good introduction. Again, also, if you're not getting a pitch to hit, you can't have that big, you know, first game. First hit, first home run type moment. He's drawing the walks. He's doing what he needs to do. He's getting on base. And so you like the start out of out of Connor Joe so far. Yeah. Uh I, I will say I was very impressed. You know, as about as impressed as you can be in a series. The guy got one hit and it was a single. But but you mentioned, you know, the walk didn't drive it in, it really didn't, but it was just so quiet and confident at the plate for him to not look overmatched by the moment or out there trying to do too much. Like you said, he just he looked very in control. I, I tweeted out, uh, I think from DMVR Rockies, you know, I just he just takes a very good, nice at bat. He takes a nice at bat. And that might sound like damning with faint praise or whatever, because, you know, you want to see guys who hit monster home runs and drive the ball in the gap and, and do things. And like, well, it remains to be seen. Like like Patrick said, you, they got to throw you a pitch to hit. Um, I thought he took a very healthy hack at the one strike he saw 
there in the ninth inning with a chance to to get the Rockies back in it. He only saw one pitch that was in the zone. as a fastball up. He was on it as far as timing. He just swung underneath it and fouled it straight back. But, like, it's a good hack, uh, confident hack. So, yeah, I was actually and, – and defensively, you know, uh, it, we've we, – it's oh, the bar has been very low <laughs> this season. C.J. crone has been bad. Uh, but there, there were a couple of plays that I thought, you know, oh, yeah, Crone or Adams is going to just – stiff guy old man that thing right into the dirt and crone kind of uh, or uh, i'm sorry J- connor joe imagine just calling him connor or just calling him joe like mm. and connor joe made a you know a nice little athletic move got down there made sure he kept the ball in front of him soft hands brought it in uh you know crone would have broken his ankle in half if he tried to do that move <laughs> no, that's because he's six foot five and 300 pounds and man, he could body slam me, but you know, not, he hasn't been the uh, most graceful around the bag. <laughs> no, no. And, and so obviously there's, there's an improvement there with Joe who I think he was drafted as a, a third baseman originally played some outfield. So, I mean, yeah, very uh, fleet footed first baseman over there. Like you said, it's going to be an improvement, which um, which obviously is, is going to be very valuable um, for their relatively younger infield, everyone except Trevor Story. But the rest of the guys in, uh, in that infield obviously could use a little benefit of, of a guy with a, with a good glove out there. And so, hey, at 28 years old, you know, finally getting his, his first real opportunity, obviously he's had some um, health injuries and obviously out of his control with, um, you know, uh, about with testicular cancer. And so it's, it's good to see him back. So, again, another one of those really – positive stories. And that's not why you sign a guy. Let's again, let's be clear. This is this. We went to this conversation with Daniel Bard last year. It's like, Oh, Hey, let's get some great press. No, it's, there are teams looking after this guy. There are 12 different teams that offered Connor Joe a contract this off season. And well, we picked the Rockies cause he said, Hey, I'm going to have the best sh- shot at oh, uh, winning the first base like job. So you don't blame him, but like that's half of major league baseball right there. Right. So it's, it's not any kind of, Oh, this would be a great story. Let's put him out there. No, he's got to earn his way. Daniel Bard had to earn his way last year, and he he proved himself more than valuable. Joe's yeah. going to do the exact same thing, and if he's not successful, he's going back down to Albuquerque. But right now, it's a great story, and uh, again, I, I, I'm continuing to to look forward to see what he does, and hopefully, he will start to get some pitches to hit because he does right. have some some sneaky pop in that bat. And you can see why he was a former first round draft pick right and it's like not all those guys work out but you can see that like okay he's got the body the mind the athleticism the eye for the strike zone he's not intimidated he believes in his baseball ability because there's baseball ability there and we're all going to find out together just how much he's able to get back after that like you said yeah it, it may not work out for him but even just watching him play you're like oh yeah i can see why scouts like if if you baseball viewer just went out to a field somewhere and there were a bunch of double a guys playing and Connor Joe was also out there with him. You go, Oh yeah, yeah. That guy, could, that guy can make it to the big leagues. He belongs here. He, that's definitely a guy with a big league body, big, all, all the stuff may not make it eventually very difficult to do, but you can see why he was that kind of guy. So we'll continue to watch. All right. All right. We've come to the Ryan Altapia section of the podcast. I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll keep it to one stat. It's just actually going to be one long stat that's made up of all of the other stats, because as we know, for me, it continues to be about the consistency. I could highlight what he's doing on the road this year, though. Drew Goodman and our friends at AT AT&T Sports did a really nice job with that. Hitting on the road this year has been fantastic. But it sounds like this should be a segment. 
This should be a yeah. I mean, yeah. you could call it tap time. Uh, it, just off the top of my head. Just, just, off, just the top off the top of my head. Just off the top. Hey, what time is it? It's tap time. It and is. You, time. Know, you hear a great fact why Rymel Tapia is right. doing Rymel Tapia type things, baby. Uh, on base again, actually base hit in each of the games in this set. So that nine? keeps him nine at games? that's a nine game hitting streak. Longest of the season so far for him and for that, the team, I think, too. That's I, I believe that's right. Both of those things are correct. It keeps him also at only three games that he has started this season where he did not reach base at all. What's interesting about that, Patrick, is those three games kind of all took place in a clump. Two of them were in the same set uh, with the Los Angeles Dodgers on April 13th and 15th in L.A. Um, he didn't get on base in either of those games. And then the only other one was April 29th in Arizona. Those are the only three games this year that Rymal Tapia has started and not gotten on base. And he is hitting better against lefties and better on the road than he is at home or against righties this year. <laughs> it just, it just continues. Oh, oh, the other one, the other one I did want to throw at you, and I'm not going to go on a robo ump tangent right now. Follow at Drew Creaseman on Twitter for all your robo ump rants and all of your complaining about the stretch. It was an egregious three, two call on, on Rymel, but that call was only the second time this year. So that should have been a walk. It was only the second time this year. Rymel was struck out against somebody who does not pitch for an NL West team, Jacob deGrom and Adam Wainwright. Every other strikeout he's had this year has come against a pitcher in the NL West. And that one was bogus. <laughs> Should have been a walk. So. Well, uh, our guy, McTapia at Rocky. Saw, Wade, I didn't want to steal his, so I'm I'll glad say, you're doing this. Well, no, I'll give him yeah. a shout out and I'll be exactly. the one who says it. So Good. again, it gets a little heat off of you, but McTapia, Good. Uh, uh, throw him a follow. He's he's one of those. He's uh, fantastic. He's one of those Rockies elites. Yeah. You know what I mean out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So give it. Got to give him a shout out again at Rocky Rage One Seventeen. Um, he said Ryan Tapia has the same amount of hits as Mike Trout. Uh, all right. More RBIs. What? And eighteen less strikeouts. Chills. Yeah. Okay. All right, hey, it's something. It's something. Far fewer home runs, but Tap still has four home runs, which this early in the season is a decent number. At most, Trout's got nine or ten. Like no one's at thirteen yet. Right, we're not there yet in the season. Better hair. Yes, slow down. Yeah, better better hair hair? than Mike Trout. Yeah. Hashtag is Rymal Tapia better than Mike Trout? Is that too long for a hashtag? He has a. uh, (laughs) He has a better (laughs) teammate. His better. His. Wait, he has a better best teammate, Trevor Story versus Anthony Rendon. There you go. Holes is no longer a teammate of Mike Trout. That's right. That's right. What else can we possibly it is stretch? It's that he's got more ribbies. That's kind of fascinating. Yeah. Lead off spot. Lead he's off. Lead off. Yeah. So he's he had a couple games like, bad in fifth. Like, sure, but, but yeah, right. That That's just really fascinating because he doesn't have – and he's not a, a slugger. You know, certainly not compared to guys like Trout. So that's absolutely fascinating. Uh, walk off home runs. Mm, yeah, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe uh, grand maybe slams again. How many grand slams does Trout have this year? Mm. He's got Jacob Degrom yet. I think not. <laughs> and sure, maybe because they haven't played each other. Maybe let's not. not dig too deep into the who, what, where, when, and why. I love it's it. It's just uh, toppiest season, baby. When Katie Wu was on the show the other day, and if you guys missed that one, go back and watch it, and watch it on YouTube because there was visuals and stuff with that one as well. But when she said uh, she saw Jack Flaherty and Jacob DeGrom talking to each other in center field, she goes, they've got to be talking about run support. 
Because <laughs> Flaherty's just getting all the run support and DeGrom gets, you may have heard, none of it. I think they were actually, I heard uh, through a source that they were actually talking about um, helping out your superstar team, your superstar fantasy draft. That's right. And Jack was like, dude, I'm doing what I can. Doing what I I'm can. I'm going to try right. to get my sixth win, which he did get which for you. Did. So Jake uh, Flaherty's, uh, Jack Flaherty's been, been doing a lot of heavy lifting. And, and Jake DeGrom's like, I know, just let him know I don't. You know, I'm doing the best I can. So Fourth yeah. of July weekend, expect uh, a text from Jack Flaherty. He might might have to take you out and say, "Hey, don't be so hard on Degrom, who did leave the game a little early today." No, We're kind of waiting on reports. That's that, not good. Not for everybody. We don't like yeah. that. Baseball can't afford to lose their, their stars. You don't want that. Don't want that for anybody. We'll have a few. I've got a few final thoughts for everybody. It's also we're about to wrap this whole thing up, wrapping up the weekend series. What you got to do now is go out and get yourself a little illegal, illegal Pete's time to treat yourself. You sat through a sweep of the Rockies. It was tough out there. Uh, they got party margs out there now, 32 ounces of house margarita, four times the size of that normal house marg. Happy hour at all locations. 3 to 6 p.m. every day, dollar off all drafts, dollar off house and coin style margs, uh, $20 party margs, $1 off chips and queso, mm. uh, and large chips and guac, plus free chips and salsa. If you're drinking at the bar, go down and check them out. Ongoing promotion also at all locations that offers a free draft beer or house marg with purchase of an adult entree with uh, when the guest shows a, a same day ticket to any event. So if you plan on going out to any of these games against the Padres in the upcoming days, swing by illegal Pete's. They got one down there in Lodo. But if you're, if you're feeling for some comfort food to fill the hole in your Rockies win heart, cause you didn't get any Rockies wins and you might not see any coming up for the next couple of days, maybe fill that with some illegal Pete's wash it down with a little direct brew. And yeah, if you think, you know, the burrito experience from some other places, you don't because they've got a million like side things that you can load in. I don't even think they have a limit. So you can you can go with all different kinds of veggies that they've got. I think they even have more than two types of beans. So like you can really blow up one of those tortillas where it rips. Like they are going to load you up to the hilt. That they they do not hold back when it comes to the the different toppings and uh, the innards that they can put inside their burritos. I think that's how they like to call it innards. Innards. I believe innards, that's the yeah. best selling point. Mm, yeah. Are you getting hungry now, folks? You know what? I have to shut up. Ready for some innards? My my ad libs <laughs> when it comes to uh, anything having to do with food is. Ugh, I need to work on my. Fantastic! Right up until the end. There. <laughs> right up until the word innards i believe that was about when you that was when it, it went beard off okay yeah uh so yeah patrick I, I had a couple of thoughts on something that you said really right up front that was i really didn't think that the rockies played like especially poorly in this series when uh when katie had to go to the nolan arenado interview and uh michaela and i were there just kind of previewing the series we were talking about actually by your question requesting basically what were the worst case scenarios right and we kind of went through like it could go really bad for gomber and while you look at the stat line and say okay not what you wanted he was able to go some innings it really came down to a couple of pitches that he wants back especially that hanger to harrison bader the rest of them you know, they kind of dinked and dunked him a little bit, ran into some tough luck in the other inning where they scored on him. I didn't, in fact, he had a number of very impressive strikeouts. I didn't think Gomber pitched 
poorly, certainly not compared to the other times where we've seen him give up some runs where he's just been non-competitive, right? Like I thought Gombers was fine. Uh, you know, I thought Chi-Chi had a, had a similar outing, you know, started shaky, was, wasn't locating early on, uh, got it back together, was able to eat up some innings and then got tagged a little bit late. Probably didn't need to go back out there for that last inning. And in a season where you want the Rockies to be more competitive, you're maybe complaining about that more, but in this season, um, it, I will say this, Patrick is one of the very few times this year. I thought they trying to lose. And I don't think so. I don't think they're there yet. But when they came back, like we talked about the Dom Nunez double to tie it up, right? Yeah. They kind of have this momentum. And Gigi's pitch count had been getting up there. And he had been more, he, he had gotten you. He basically recovered and given you the length that you needed. You could have gone to Justin Lawrence right there. And we saw Lawrence wasn't perfect. But still, you know, you're, you're, you're giving yourself a shot there. And he only ended up giving the one run as opposed to, Chi-Chi gives up the two-run home run. Then you go to Lawrence, and he gives up the one run. It turns into a three-run inning. Uh, again, a more competitive team. You're frustrated by that. This team, you're kind of like, they're getting, they're giving us the best of both worlds. They're getting, best you hope for, they're, yeah. they're, they're giving you closer to that first overall draft pick and giving me big hits from Dom Nunez, growth from Austin Gomber. Uh, you know, some of these young pitchers, Robert Stevenson, again, mm-hmm. can, if Michaela was here, she'd, not Jordan Sheffield. Jordan Sheffield. Great. Yeah. Looked solid. And and you're right. With Gomber, he didn't walk anyone. So you're like, okay, that's good. Probably left too much over the plate. Struck out seven. Missing bats. Like that's something that mm-hmm. you you if if you can't if you can't miss bats, you can't miss bats. Period. Like right. I when when I played, and, and again, I, I probably shouldn't be making any analogies to professional <laughs> athletes. Uh, and myself, Love but it. like I would, I did Go a good on. job at yeah at, at oh, inducing up with one some weak so. contact. But like yeah. I could never, yeah. and I could be effective, but I could, ju- I just couldn't miss bats. Yeah, you can't, you can't teach that. And so that's something that Austin Gomber was able to do. And we say, all right, his first start at Coors Field, maybe had the butterflies, was a little bit too amped up. You're gonna understand that. So. Um, you know, he's, he's not a, a spring chicken. He's not a rookie. He's 27 years old, but he lacks a certain amount of experience. So again, you like what you're seeing uh, on the upside with the seven strikeouts to no walks. And you say, ah, oh, man, he's, he's a little bit too amped up, maybe a little too anxious or whatever. Okay. That's fine. You can get past that with experience. We said that, that was said about John Gray a couple of years ago. And now look at, at what he's been doing in 2021. So you can, that's going to happen. You can live with that. Yeah. You can live with that kind of growth. Same thing with Antonio Senzatella. Then we finally started seeing it in 2020. Senzatella, incidentally, will be coming off the IL to make his right. start tomorrow in Colorado for a three-game set against the Padres. So right. you're right. That That is something positive that of a silver lining. You say, hey, all right, he was able to, to get a little bit of length you know, out of that performance. Some of those young guys on Saturday did a nice job. Uh, Sunday, fought back late, didn't get totally blown away. Uh, but – the cousin, you know, had a he got he had a solo home run Sunday, but didn't totally you know do a lot of crazy highlights. Torch him. No, yeah. there was a yeah. play. I think I think on uh, I don't know if it was MLB or again one of the one of the bigger uh, baseball accounts on Twitter mm-hmm. said something like, "Oh, great play, Gold Glove," and it was just a regular five three. I was like, "Ah, you're we're stretching here. We're, we are we're really stretching." And it was a, yeah. just a backhanded catch. Took like three steps. You know, hit his mitt like twice. It was like, come on. Yeah. 
Yeah, there there really aren't. In fact, the the toughest chance he had was actually a ball that Tapia hit sort of by yes. when he was pulled in, and and he made a dive, and I, I thought he was going to get it, but didn't quite, and base hit tap. So yeah, you know, it's it was just, cool seeing Story and, and Nolan there. That was cool. Together. That, that was, was good. Cool. Would have been nice to see Josh and Nolan. Yeah, uh, a little bit. I don't think I don't think the cameras were able to capture any moments with that, but yeah. And Josh is a St. Well, he's not a St. Louis guy, but did play at uh, Missouri Baptist in St. Right. Louis. So, right. um, you know, not even his necessarily his first time at Bush Stadium, the third. So right. um, it, it would have been cool to if, if he would have been able to, uh, to to have a little bit of better weekend. But Rocky's just uh, having a hard time on the road. Worst worst yeah. record yeah. MLB on the road. Okay, and and actually, I I'd, I'd forgotten. Uh, there, there, I can't remember what podcast. There's a big preview podcast that we did, um, mm-hmm. where I said very specifically, it was right after the Nolan trade, and I was like, This team is going to be awful on the road, and that's the reason why. Yeah. And, and you look back at bad Rockies teams in history, like it's not like it was the boldest prediction of all time. Bad Rockies teams are worse on the road, and we know this isn't a particularly talented team, they've actually been pretty solid at home, which is an interesting thing to keep our eyes on and, and, you know, see how much that develops, but inexperience on top of lack of depth on top of lack of top end talent. And you're going to have these kinds of series where, you know, these guys are just not equipped. Look at the team that had Nolan and Charlie and DJ and Trevor and David Dahl and, you know, all those guys on it. And it was still by the numbers of below average offense because what it does to your road production. And those guys still had trouble producing on the road. So when you take out a lot of that talent and you're replacing it with guys who belong in the bigs and would be solid role players on lots of teams, but certainly can't carry an offense and cannot carry a Rockies offense on the road, they're just not good enough to do that. So they're going to be bad on the road all year and that's what's going to keep them from going on any kind of magical sudden run i think or any of those kinds of things and to your point uh rockies were shut out four times in in 2020 and and so in 60 games and they're already at five right now so again you you take that big bat out of the lineup again guys aren't seen as good pitches like again uh Connor Joe's not batting, you know, second or third in front of Trevor Story, not curveballs. You saw it today. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The the scouting reports from the other teams just know. Look, pitch to this guy. Don't pitch to this guy. Make him do something stupid. Chase outside of the zone. That we we kind of saw that a couple weeks ago with Ryan McMahon. Got off to his huge start, and I think he started chasing some pitches outside of the zone because he wasn't getting anything good to hit. And you go, yeah, that's they're they're falling right into our plan because it's an inexperienced team, and there's. Um, there's, there's nothing definitively reliable in the lineup other than essentially Trevor story. And we're seeing, you know, to a degree Tapia benefit from that a little bit. Right. Uh, and I think eventually once you remove that support, Tapia will still be there and, and, and it's fine. Like that's Tapia's what you the need. One guy guys. That's just yeah. because of the way he approaches it. It's just like, that's just what he's going to hit. Always. Somebody did try to get me with it. Like, let's see what his numbers are removed from Coors Field. I was like, they'll be the same. Yeah. They'll be exactly the well, same. They won't go up. They won't it's the go same down. for every Rockies player. So it's like, right. Right, we get it. There's going to be bad splits. Right. But, it, but, but, but for him in he, particular, it's just right. like the consistency. But you're right. P- past those two guys and with Chuck aging, you know. And that, and that's where that value of 
having a big name or a big bat or it, it can make everybody else in the lineup yep. that much better because you're looking in the dugout and you're looking on double deck like now who's on deck but who am i going to be facing you know two more down the line and and that's you know that that's a kind of pressure that you can put on another team it's it's like a, a runner on first base that's got speed you're thinking about him maybe more than you should be so you remove a superstar like Nolan Arenado. You're not just removing 40 homers and 110 RBI. You're you're removing so much more than that, and so we're seeing the impact of that. Yep. And um, but but there's there's still some fun. Uh, the, this team's not going to quit, man. They're they're the Cucarachas. They're the Blake Street Spoilers. You know whatever whatever awesome. nickname you want to throw at them. Yeah, they're, they're not going to lay down. Two late rallies in the series that came up just short, really, in games two and three. And it will be interesting to see by the end of the season if they've grown in a little bit of confidence, if they they pull off a couple of those late cucarachas comeback wins and just mess up people's days. Like, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, and, and what kind of injection of life that some of the guys down in AAA could possibly bring to this team. You know, we'll see if Story Freeland gets traded. And, and Rogers are, are nearing Freeland and Rogers. As well. That that's gonna inject a little bit of life again, not enough life to totally reverse no, everything. But yeah. just make there to be more interesting stories, yes. more positivity. Um, Ryan Vallade, I think he's the seventh youngest guy in triple A. I thought that was a little aggressive. I assumed he was going to double A Hartford yeah. to see him in triple A was you know really again was aggressive. Yeah. Um so I I I, I like that. So there's the some triple A guys. Ball. That can come up. We're not going to yeah. see it with Colton Welker, unfortunately. Um, 80 game yeah. suspension there with that. Um, but there are other dive guys into that down deeper there. on a future podcast too, because sure. that's an interesting situation. And and I've been retweeting everything involved again. Make sure you're following on social media. He's had a statement. Uh, Spielborgs came out and made a statement about his statement. There's been some interesting reporting. So, well, yeah, we'll talk. And about you're going to have Welker. a statement about Spilly's statement about Welker's statement. Ex that's exactly. And that's right. the statement I can't wait to make a statement on. <laughs> That's right. So you've got to stay tuned for all of that to see all of those statements. Follow everyone on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick B. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rocky. Subscribe to the DNVR.com so that you get all the written content, plus the discounts on the hats, the shirts, the masks, the bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar and with the annual, the free shirt and the free holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. Just keep watching baseball. I know it can be brutal out there, but you know, it can also be a whole lot of fun. And yes, we do intend to have more and more guests for you throughout the year. They're going to be fun interviews. We really appreciate John Gray taking the time, having some fun with us. We'll be looking to get more players on for you throughout the season. So thank you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. We promise to continue being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. 